Well, guys, I want to thank you for tuning in to the Youth and Culture Podcast, where youth ministry and culture collide. I'm your host, Ryan Sebastian, and I am joined with my co-host, David Pinkham. Hey, man, it's good to be here. Uh, We are coming down to the wire. School is almost over in my school district. We have about, I think, 20 school days left, something like that. Yeah, we have, we have something like that left too. I think they're in. I think our school districts is ends up towards the end of May. I know they keep changing over and over because of COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I may I may be wrong, but I, I know at least my wife, who teaches at a Christian school, they're done in like 14, 14 days, something wow. like that, 14, 20 days. Yeah, I think the Christian school in our area is going to let out like two weeks sooner too. But our school district is, I think, one of the few in our area, or at least in our state, that still, they don't start until after Labor Day. And so we're not starting school till like halfway through September. And a lot of schools start in August now. Huh, that is interesting. Yeah, I, I don't, yeah. and what, they're doing something weird here to, to where basically they're opening up uh, summer school for the entire entire summer. And almost semi making kids who didn't perform well on their standardized testing, almost forcing them to go to summer school, which is interesting. Very interesting because every kid's going to fail their, their standardized testing this year with COVID. <laughs> so uh, schools are going to be packed for the summer. Yeah, we've had a lot of conversations recently, and I've talked to some students. Like, I've got a kid in my youth group, and in our school, he's, um, he's currently in the, in the mix with two other people to be valedictorian and salutedictorian of the school. And he is unbelievably stressed out right now. <laughs> I, I, I thought they got rid of that because it wouldn't offend uh, anybody. Not in Prince George County. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, uh, which I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that. There was a big, huge yeah. movement of getting rid of that because, you know, we live in a culture where everybody gets a trophy. And if everybody doesn't get a trophy, then it's, then it's of the devil and sinful to actually do that. Yeah, I think that started with our generation. When I was a kid growing up, we always got trophies for soccer, and I hated it because we never won. Like the team I was on in rec soccer, we never won. And so, like, why am I getting this? I didn't earn it. It's to make you happy. (laughs) Make you happy, David. It made me mad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, guys, I'm really uh, looking forward to what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, I think we're going to, it's today's going to be a little bit different podcast and a little bit different episode. Um, it's not going to be, it's going to be formatted a little bit different. So I'm excited to kind of, to get off and do something a little bit different this week. And on this episode is me and Dave, uh, me and David are actually going to discuss something, um, that is extremely important. And that is this concept of how you cannot really lead other people until you're truly leading yourself because your leadership is really a relationship with others it's really based off your your leadership to yourself uh, so me and Dave are going to be hashing this this concept out and kind of talking about our own perspectives because uh, both of us uh, do see this 
uh, some things together and we were, we agree with some things, but also we, there's maybe some things that were different aspects that we may disagree on. So I'm really uh, looking forward to our discussion today. Uh, so David, I think it, there's a couple of things that you wanted to talk about specifically uh, that you felt like leading spiritually Mm-hmm. Uh, for yourself, because uh, how to lead yourself spiritually, there was a couple of things you wanted to hit on specifically. So what were those things you wanted to talk about today? Yeah, well, this is something that actually, um, just thinking about this last year of the conversations you and I have had on the podcast, and some of the people that we've interviewed, some of the uh, organizations that you and I are both a part of, um, and some of the things that we have seen just going on in our own families and our own churches and even in the culture at large. Uh, and something you've hit on multiple times is um, this, uh, it seems as though there's a lot of us who are in youth ministry that are struggling with the same number of problems. And I don't want to be overly simplistic here, but a lot of those problems would be solved if we actually did what we taught our students to do. <laughs> oh, no, exactly. <laughs> um, and, and the I things agree. I'm specifically talking about are, are uh, as, as mundane and boring as you may find this, which if you do, that's part of the problem, um, is, is the time that we spend in the word. Um, I, I can't tell you, two days ago, we had youth group. Uh, and I'm just, we're going through a series right now about peer pressure and we just turned the corner from negative peer pressure to positive peer pressure, how we can be a good influence on those around us. And I told the students, I was like, look guys, um, I cannot be a good influence on you and tell you that you need to be spending time in God's word on a regular basis. If I'm not spending time in God's word on a regular basis. And when I say spending time in God's word, I don't mean reading your little chunk of scripture for the day going, huh, that was nice. Closing your Bible and walking away. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's not what I'm talking about. And, and, and so as simple as, as that is, there's, I, I don't want to say there's a complication to it, but there's, there's some intentionality to it because you have to do what you're doing in God's word on purpose. Um, time with the Lord doesn't happen on accident. Um, and it, you, you don't just kind of oops your way into holiness. Uh, you're, you're, you've got to be doing what you're doing in God's word with some kind of a plan. And a lot of us, I mean, even as a teenager, finding time, not finding time, but just spending time in God's word um, felt haphazard because I didn't really have a plan. And, um, and it's, and it was frustrating because I, I knew that it was, it was something that I should be doing. I mean, there is an aspect of it that yes, this is something you should be doing. Um, but I also uh, felt like really guilty that I didn't know what I was doing. And some people would be like, well, just pick it up and start reading. Well, thanks. That was super helpful. <laughs> you know, um, and, and I, I don't know if, uh, tell me if this has ever happened to you growing up as a teenage boy, you're told to spend time in God's word. Maybe even someone said you should journal. Uh, was, was journaling ever uh, told to you that that was like a girly thing to do? And, and and men didn't journal, but but girls did. No, uh, to be honest with you, I'm on the other end of the spectrum. When I was a teenager, uh, I grew up in a good church. Don't get me wrong, and I had a great great youth pastor. But uh, spending time with God mm-hmm. was never really drill uh, in our youth group and our youth ministry. So the only model of that and push and example was actually my dad. Uh, see my dad. Well, that's the best option. Yeah. So it was my dad would get up at <laughs> between five to five thirty every morning, 
oh. and spend literally hours uh, with with God and prayer as uh, Bible study, and also um, he would also implement his study for teaching in time in time with God, along with everything else he normally does. Uh, so I, I so that was an example I, I saw. He literally hit a hit a, back when Sunday school was popular. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a Sunday school class with almost about a hundred people, a uh, very large Sunday school class, and they yeah. all had prayer cards that was all on, on the um, chairs each week. And I, cause I, as a kid, when I got there early with my dad, I had to be the one who would pass that out and put in the, uh, put it on the uh, chairs and put the pins every Sunday helping my dad. And, but he would actually literally go through that list of prayer cards every single week and praying for everyone individually. Uh, so that, that is something I saw my dad do an example I had in my life, but as far as a, a youth ministry context, that was something that was never pushed. Uh, in our youth ministry. Yeah, I actually remember um, my fifth youth pastor. I had five youth pastors. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, it was, it was a lot of, lot of backstory there. But um, he told me, because I, I was talking to him one day about how to grow as a Christian and a young man, and because I was in high school at this point. And, and he was really good with, with training and teaching us what to do. Um, he was one of the first... Uh, of the of two of the five youth pastors I had were good. My first one and my last one, Mike and Eric. And um, both of them taught us to be in the word. Uh, Eric and Mike both taught verse by verse, which I found fascinating. Uh, they weren't super topical, but when they were, they used scripture properly. Um, but Eric told me that when he was a teenager, he actually went to someone in his church and asked them how to grow as a Christian. And the answer was, and I kid you not, well, you just got to grow. <laughs> great answer he was, there he was like yes but how and they were like well you just gotta grow i was like thanks man that's like super practical <laughs> everyday godly advice can you sh- is that in second hesitation somewhere i don't know <laughs> <laughs> um but the the thing that i've always struggled with and i don't know if this can, if any of you listening can relate to this but there's a lot of different personality types out there and there's a lot of different ways our brains are wired but i'm of the persuasion that um when I learn how to do something, I'm not a uh, try, fail, try, fail, try, fail, try, fail, and then finally get it. I'm an, I'm an observational learner. So I will watch someone do it a million times in a row, and I will not attempt it until I think that I can do it correctly the first time. Um, that can be its own problem right there. But uh, I was doing that with discipleship. And the reason I was doing that with discipleship was because I wasn't implementing some of these spiritual disciplines in my life as effectively as I wanted um, or as I thought I wanted. So when I talk about like time in God's word or another one being memorization of God's word or journaling, which I I have discovered um, and I'm kind of ticked off at the people that told me this when I was a kid, it's not girly. Uh, it's something that a lot of people do and it's actually very healthy. And I really enjoy it because it lets me get all of the ping pong mess in my head bouncing around in there out and onto paper so I can get my thoughts clear with the Lord. Um, and so over the last couple of years, I've been meeting with a guy that's been working on discipleship stuff with me. And I finally got to a point where I realized I was doing it again. I was learning and learning and learning and learning, but not putting any of it into practice. And so I finally was like, you know what, I'm just going to try something new that I usually don't do. I'm just going to start doing it. And I'm going to go for it. So I started meeting with a couple of guys and we have been spending time in God's word, sharing that time together, 
Um, we've been challenging each other on memorization verses. I've got a little verse pack here. I know you can't see this because this is an audio podcast, but it's a, it's a little green thing because green is my favorite color. And uh, it's got a little clear thing on the front with the verse I'm currently working on. And then on the inside, there's a couple of pockets and one side has blank verse cards and the other side has verse cards that if you were to pull out this stack and randomly say a verse reference, I'm supposed to have that memorized. <laughs> Some of them I still struggle with. Um, and so that's, you know, that's part of the review. But again, this goes back to if I want to be a leader and, and yes, we can talk about being a great youth minister or a great youth pastor or a great small group leader, but I'm a dad and I'm a husband. If I want to start where Paul says to start in the home, and be a good leader of my wife and my children, and I want my wife and my kids in the word of God, guess where I need to be? I need to be in the word of God. Do I want my wife and kids in church every Sunday? Well, guess where I need to be? I need to be in church every Sunday. If I want my kids to journal, then I need to journal. So this is why we're talking about today, this concept of leading yourself first. Uh, yes, there's a lot of different leadership principles out there, but you have to start somewhere. So start with the one you know the best which is you and start with the simplicity of a regular fruitful time in God's word. Yeah. But uh, a couple of podcasts back, I talked about um, how to remove how youth ministries may be removing God out of their ministry. And we kind of talked about, I talked kind of talked about this briefly yeah. um, as well. But one thing you talked about, you talked about journaling. Um, I, I find high value in that. And for me personally, and I agree with you that the mentality of, of just, just open God's word and, and take, take my finger and, 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 point. <laughs> and figure it out and read it from there. Uh, that's not, can you, can you grow in that, in that moment? Yes. I'm not, I'm not saying you can't, but is it the best strategy uh, to help you grow in your faith when it comes to God's word and God speaking to you. I don't think it's as effective. Uh, for me personally, the, one of the biggest things that has helped me over the last few years to really grow my faith has been journaling. And what I have switched to the last uh, last few months, I've actually switched to what's called a HEAR journal. Uh, I know that's, and, and again, we can, we can do a podcast about that at a later time, but it's basically it's highlight, explain, application, respond. You highlight, you write the passage or, or, what, or a verse or something that sticks out to you, what you're reading. The explain portions that you explain what is going on, write down what is going on around that passage with the context, with the uh, chapter and, and the book and what is going on. And the application, of course, is how does this apply to believers in general? How, what, how does this apply to me and to um, the church? And the respond portion is how should I respond based off of what I'm reading? What is my next step that I should do personally based off of what I'm reading? Uh, sometimes that's me writing a, a, a statement. Uh, what do I need to do if, if I if I have sin in my life that I need to correct? Um, I'm writing that down. What do I need to bring for God and who I need to ask forgiveness from? And actually doing that that day. Um, and also uh, in writing prayers, that's also a section where I write prayers to God. 
so so it's been helping me a lot to really dive into what the time my time in the word uh, but one, one other thing that I want to mention when it comes to our time with God, uh, it's, it's, this is going to be a little semi-controversial. Uh, so if those, <laughs> if those who are listening disagree, that's absolutely fine. I'm not saying I have the answers where I'm right. Not saying that at all. Uh, but um, we brought up a question in, in a staff meeting at our, my church among our staff is, is something like you version beneficial for long-term growth uh, when it comes to God's work. And the, the reason why we kind of brought this question up is because sometimes there sometimes devotionals, even though they have their place and their great starting point to build, um, to grow in your faith, you've never had an opportunity. If you've never spent time with God or never, uh, open God's word, and you're just new, and you're a baby Christian, new in the faith. It's a great starting point, but does it take you further in your walk with Christ? And I said, and we we just hashed that out because uh, I use U version, I push U version, I still love U version in my youth ministry. Still push it. They got some great Bible reading plans. Oh yeah, absolutely. And there, there's even a prayer prayer prompt mm-hmm. now for prayer that's phenomenal. I love it. I've added that to my routine. Uh, so I'm not speaking ill about version. I'm just speaking directly towards the idea of using a devotional. And because sometimes I feel like there's a possibility that instead of growing in your faith, like actually digging into God's word and you personally really taking that apart, not saying you have to be like a scholar or anything like that, but really taking time to say, how does this apply to me? How do I need to respond to this and really taking taking uh, what you're reading apart? Uh, sometimes devotionals are lacking that way. Um, well, the fundamental issue with a devotional, and again, I think they have their value. Um, I use keys for kids with my kids at night when I yeah. put them to bed. We do keys for kids. It's fantastic. But the fundamental problem, if there's going to be a problem that you want to have with them, is someone else has done some of the crucial work for you. Yeah, um, you're mm-hmm. reading what you're now reading since it's no longer scripture, even if there's verses that are involved in it. What you're now reading is someone else's thoughts based on the passage you just read. And the problem with that is those are not your thoughts. And therefore, it means you have not processed through the scripture itself on your own. I think it's great to get clarification um, to make sure that you have a correct understanding, to make sure that you've interpreted the passage correctly. Um, and that's where some devotionals and commentaries and other church leaders and stuff, that's where they come in. But as your starting point, if you're starting immediately with what someone else thinks about this passage, you may miss out on what the Holy Spirit is trying to teach you or show you in his word that particular day for that particular day. No, no I agree. And, and the reason why I brought up the devotional thing is that as, as a church leader, and again, as, as a youth pastor, uh, you are a church leader. Mm-hmm. Um, you are leading a small flock, which is your youth ministry. And uh, coming to God on a surface level, and just as a surface level, it's, again, it's a, it's a great starting point. But that's, if that's all you're willing to do, I think that's a problem as a church leader, if you're not willing to really develop your relationship with God and how God speaks is through his word, 
And that's why scripture talks about how it's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing bone and marrow. It is, it is God's love letter to us. And if you're not willing to really eat it up and strive to know God more through his word, and you're just, you're just content with something service level, then that can be a problem when you're leading other people spiritually. Because that's basically, if you're not, you basically what you're modeling also to your student ministries, like, is don't worry about getting, getting growing your faith, just be service level. Yeah, it's like staying in the in the three foot end of the pool. Yeah, and 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 again, and, and uh, we had I had a professor in in college make a statement. It was inductive Bible study. Uh, when, if you don't know what inductive Bible study, all that means, those of you are listening, basically, it's really, really, really diving into God's word. <laughs> about, did you have Doctor Fink? I did not have Fink. I had Doctor uh, Smith. I had, I had Doctor Fink. But, he was great. Yeah. So, so you're you were doing like sentence diagramming. You're doing a methodological method. And I'm talking, and basically at the end, you're, you're practically writing the commentary. Yep. And and great great class. Loved it to death. But he said something that really shook a lot of people in our class. Uh, is that if you are going into ministry and you don't enjoy doing this, you are not called to ministry. Oh. Uh, you're that's not really probably more cool. controversial than your opinion on you version. <laughs> probably, probably. <laughs> but but he brings up a good point. If you're if you're not if you don't crave to know God in such a way, and, and not saying you're perfect, and not saying you're you're going to be doing this all the time, but if you don't crave to know God more, to really look at His Word and try to know God, if you don't have a I have a hunger for that, and then you may not. You're probably not called in ministry. Because you look look out, I'm just I'm just telling you because you can't lead spiritually if you're not willing to lead yourself, and doesn't mean you're going to be perfect. No, you're not going to be perfect. I struggle. I have things, practical things I do to make sure to make that a priority in my own life. Uh, I don't. I don't, when I wake up in the morning because I do my devotion, I do my quiet time, my time with God in the morning. Um, I don't turn on my phone in the morning. It does. It does not turn on until I leave to go to go to the office. Um, because my phone is a distraction for me. Um, and that's another thing. controversial statement. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it, I, I basically, I, I, I strive to be as disciplined as I can. I'm not perfect. I struggle with it just like anybody else. I, I struggle with AD. I'm ADD. Uh, even though I'm haven't been diagnosed, but I'm pretty sure I'm ADD. I have an uh, appointment on August 6th for that. <laughs> I seriously but, do. Neuropsychologist. Yes. <laughs> So, so there's, there's things I have to put in my life uh, and, and be disciplined to keep myself from distraction, mm-hmm. uh, to help me stay focused because, and, and I'll, I'll say this, and we're probably spending too much time on this, but, uh, I, I have an opportunity to talk to to youth pastors and I'll be able to pour into them and do some soul care and pastor counseling to, uh, other pastors. And I have ran across, I don't run across this often, uh, but I've ran across pastors when I asked the question, because all of them are calling in because they're struggling ministry or from other things. And for one of the first questions I ask is, is, are you practicing a daily Sabbath, a daily time of spending time with God, and a weekly Sabbath, a day of rest, a day of, not, of spending time and developing your faith with Him more, and a day that you're not, uh, that does not drain you? 
but specifically when it comes to daily Sabbath, daily spending time with God, uh, I, I every now and then, I don't have it often, but, but every now and then I, I get pastors who make a comment similar to this, like, oh yeah, yeah, I, I'm spending time with God. I'm, I'm listening to worship music and, um, and singing worship music daily. And um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm reading, I'm reading uh, every now and then I'll read, I'll listen to uh podcast and, and I just sit there like, and I have a time that, that that is not spending time with God. If that's your avenue of spending time with God, there's a, there's a disconnect. And I've had uh, pastors say that, uh, oh yeah, I, I don't like reading, so I don't read God's word. And I, I, I'm just sitting what? there. <laughs> it, it happens. And I've, and of course I'll lead into say and tell them this, I hate reading too. That's not my excuse. Uh, I make myself read. Um, because I don't enjoy necessarily enjoy reading. I enjoy learning I, and I enjoy growing my relationship with God. I enjoy yeah. that, uh, but I don't necessarily enjoy reading. And um, so, anyway, so, so back in my mind, it, I, my, I don't know if it's my flesh or spirit. I don't know. I kind of battle which one is actually coming out. Uh, but sometimes I just want to say, dude, y'all, you're not called to ministry. If this is, if if you're not willing to grow in your faith and make God first in your life, you're not called to ministry. In fact, you're, you probably would end up being a statistic in ministry where you fail morally uh, or, you, uh, or, some, or you leave a church or, and, or who knows what, but you may burn and give up. Yeah. Be, you'll be a hindrance to the church rather than helping the church. And I don't say that lightly because I was that person at one time in my ministry and I had to learn the hard way because uh, I learned all this by almost burning out in ministry with my, and almost my marriage having problems and struggling. I learned it the hard way. So I, I've been there and I understand that's the reason why this is such, such a passion and a heart uh, for this is because there's so many, so many pastors who are unwilling to, put God first in their own life, but they, they're preaching that to their, their youth ministries. Yeah. And I, I think, um, I know that we're saying like, in order for you to lead effectively, you have to lead yourself first. Um, but what we're really saying in that is if you want to lead effectively, you have to be willing to be led and not just by anybody. You have to be in submission to the leadership of the Holy spirit in your life. And the Bible is pretty clear the Holy Spirit leads by bringing to mind and prompting what you have read in Scripture. Uh, that's what he brings to mind. He will never say anything contradictory to what the Bible says. He will always prompt you to do or to say something that is from Scripture. And so if we're refusing to spend time in God's Word, um, he's never, we're never going to hear him because he's got nothing to say. <laughs> yeah. He's got nothing to recall to our minds because in order to recall, you have to have read it. <laughs> no, no, I, I agree. And, um, and real quick, um, you, you mentioned uh, scripture memory and that's something that I've always struggled with and I'm implementing it mm -hmm. the last few months, really trying to implement in my life. And again, I'm not perfect because I, I'm just gonna be honest. I must be straight up honest and transparent. I hate memorizing stuff. I, I, I just, I just hate it. I've always have. Um, even when I was in, uh, children's church, uh, had to memorize verses. I hated a lot of, it. 
Yes, I, I, it just, I just not a fan. And I've always struggled with it. It's something I've had to really, really work on in my own life. But there is a huge benefit to scripture memory to really, because it's actually another avenue of really hiding God's word in your heart. Because mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't tell you how many times where I'm having a gospel conversation with somebody and, and uh, scripture that I memorized when I was a kid never never really memorized it since then pops up to my mind mm-hmm. as i'm giving the having a gospel uh, presentation with somebody and gotten the holy spirit and really working through that and so there is a huge benefit I, and and i my dad again and my dad's another uh, example of my life of that and every he would have a huge um piece of paper uh he was trying to teach uh, he taught himself spanish so he would have a huge sheet of paper uh, full of different things of Spanish words and Spanish phrases and trying to teach himself Spanish. But also part of that uh, was scripture, scripture memory. So every single day I would see my dad uh, studying scripture. Uh, every time we, there's, there's a, a period where he has to wait, like in a doctor's office or whatnot, he's always got a thing out, always, always studying. Uh, so I saw that example in my life, and I can just remember my dad telling me that when he was in college, he memorized uh, from memory the entire book of John. And can, uh, Holy quote, cow. Quote it from memory. And that's just the way my dad was and still is uh, to mm. this day. And, I, and, and I, it took me a long time to realize, realize that that even there is such a benefit to really hiding God's word in your heart. Um, in that way as well. It's just, it's just another way where scripture talks about meditating on God's word. That's really what it's talking about. It's really spending time, really thinking, memorizing, hiding God's word in your heart and meditating on it. Um, so it's a benefit in my own life that I'm trying to, I'm trying to work on. Um, I encourage, I'm starting to encourage my students to do the same. Um, we're going through, I'm actually a plan. I'm planning on going through with my kid, uh, with my students, uh, with the Hero Journal, and us kind of working that out together, meeting with a group of guys and kind of a discipleship environment. Uh, same thing, and part of Scripture memories is that is that way too, keeping each other accountable. Uh, but yeah, so you, you definitely you cannot lead others spiritually speaking unless you're leading yourself. I think it's kind of funny that you mentioned meditation because that was like the next thing that kind of popped into my brain as far as the leading yourself, because a lot of, uh, we already know our culture's version of meditation is emptying your mind, sitting in crisscross applesauce and going home, (laughs) (laughs) you know, uh, there's an emphasis there on emptying your mind. But the problem with that is that when it comes to scripture and we're told to meditate on scripture, uh, it's filling your mind with the right thing. Um, And, and it's not just, because I think a lot of the times we look at spending time in God's word, quiet time, devotions, whatever you want to call it, you know, do it for, you know, five minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, half an hour, one hour, two hours, however long you spend in, in, in God's word. And then that's it for the rest of the day. Yeah. And, and that's the, that's the, any other interactions you have with the Bible after that are coincidental for the rest of the day. And that's, that's the opposite of what, meditation is like we take something and um we uh one way i've been told to describe meditation is you're mentally chewing on it for the rest of your day mm-hmm. or uh pastor derwin gray down in south carolina he calls that marinating um you marinate on it 
and you just let it let your brain soak in that passage of scripture. I think it's kind of funny this this here journal that you've talked about. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize this, but the the structure that I use for my journaling, I I, I guess is this. I, I didn't know this was the acronym for it, but I write down a passage that I'm gonna read. When I'm done reading it, I do a little bit of a summary to make sure that I actually understood what I just read. Then I pull out a key verse and I write some thoughts about it and then some application. And then I do a prayer back to the Lord on how I can apply it to my life, um, asking him for help in how to understand this or put this into practice or whatever it is. Uh, and it's, it's super simple, but um, part of the reason for that key verse is that's the one I want to latch onto for the rest of the day and chew on it mentally and think about it and see how it affects the different conversations and the situations I walk into. But all of that is in an effort to have the Holy Spirit lead me and prompt me throughout my day so that I can be one, the man of God that he's called me to be, but two, to be the leader in my home and in my church that I've been called to be as well. So there's a ton of spiritual and practical overlap here. Uh, but one of the things that I think I struggle with the most is some of the more practical disciplines. Um, not, not necessarily super spiritual uh, disciplines, but practical ones like Porsche control and ex <laughs> exercise, going to bed on time, getting up on time. I think, uh, I think you may have a little bit of a leg up on me on that one, Ryan. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I wouldn't say that. It's just because uh, a lot of it has to do with our personalities, how our brains work. Um, and Again, we can we can talk about different personality tests and all that stuff here as well. It kind of affects some of that. Uh, like like I'm naturally I've shared this in the podcast many times. Naturally driven, naturally ambitious, which is good and also very bad. Uh, <laughs> uh, can can be can naturally be a workaholic. Uh, I yeah. have a natural tendency of putting ministry before family if I don't keep myself in check and accountability is there. Uh, but with that, I have, again, I'm not perfect. I'm, I'm still working things out constantly is one thing I, I strive very hard is being disciplined, uh, specifically in leadership. And there's things I'm not disciplined with, uh, part of it has to do with what I eat. I'm, I'm the heaviest I've been in a long time. So, shout out but, to the youth pastor diet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I got any, 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 I need to lose some pounds, but uh, but when it comes to discipline with leadership, I've really tried to develop that um, the last few years. And part of the things I've, I've, I've tips of doing that is everything's on my calendar. Um, mm -hmm. I know what I'm doing um, every single day, uh, what time I typically do it. And again, life happens, ministry happens, and some of that gets blown in the water. But I typically know what I'm doing every single day. My time with God is actually scheduled on my calendar. You're allowed to do that. Hear us now. You are allowed to put that on your calendar. It doesn't yes. make it any less spiritual. <laughs> yeah, the reason why it's on my calendar, because if it's on my calendar, nothing else is going to interfere with it. Uh -huh. uh, so that's the reason why I put it on my calendar. Even though I don't really look at it on my calendar, I know it's there. Uh -huh. um, uh, also, uh, just different things. Like I, I make myself read. I, I shared a little bit earlier that I don't like reading. Uh, but I do like learning. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I force myself to read. Uh, and again, this is a podcast. When I say this, it's going to be sounding kind of a little bit of counterintuitive. Uh, but your main point of reading books should not be audiobooks. 
I, I'm just a big stickler of that. Uh, partly I am because with, with a physical book, and again, I do audiobooks too, so I do both. Uh, but that should be, shouldn't be your main force, uh, main aspect of going through books. Uh, for me personally, it's about retaining what I read. And what helps me to retain what I read is by highlighting and writing notes and margins of books. Um, and I make my, again, I make myself read, force myself to read. I try to, my rule of thumb is at least one book a month, at least one book a month, if not two, is my, is my goal uh, for, for each month you know, to go through a book. Um, it's between ministry books and also non-ministry books. Uh, on leadership, non-leadership. Um, again, you can you can you can pick what you write because right now I'm I'm doing more online stuff, so I'm learning, getting books and stuff of how to be more efficient when it comes to like social media, other things like that. And because I'm trying to glean and trying to learn, so that's one thing that I do in that aspect. Um, and another thing is just managing time well, and that goes into a little bit of of putting everything into a calendar helps with that. Um, also with my time, like for you're going to like when you go into my office right now, because of how much stuff I'm doing, which a lot of youth pastors are probably in the same boat doing a lot of online stuff. A lot of us are doing almost two jobs in one uh, mm -hmm. right now. So I've been in that boat for, for about a year. So for, for the last year I've had to get to work uh, an hour, almost an hour early. Um, and I've had the majority of the time in my office, my door is shut uh, because I know I have to manage my time well. So basically being disciplined to know how to manage time, what you have to do, that helps significantly uh, with, with your leadership. Because it, the fact is, is that we do certain things to help you leading yourself and manage your time and to, to help you as a leader. That is going to translate into when you lead to other people. For instance, I'll give you an example of, of time management. If you're not managing your time well, and uh, you get up on a Wednesday, Wednesday night midweek program or uh, whenever your main uh, youth ministry programming is, you, uh, there's a high chance you're not prepared to teach. Mm. There's a high chance that you have not invested in your leaders. There's a high chance that you haven't done certain things with your students that you're supposed to do. There's a high chance you're not uh, investing in parents the way you're supposed to. So that's the reason why things like time management is such essential when it comes to your leadership and does affect, roll on affecting everything, everything else as well. Um, the only other point, point I would say too, and again, we, we talked about this on the podcast uh, a while back is if when it comes to physical and mental wellness, those things affect you know, your ability to lead. If, if you're, if you're uh, like me, like I am right now, I'm a fat pastor getting that way and I need to lose weight and um, have it. I, I love working out. I still a weight train. Uh, I can never stop doing that. So that's just ingrained in me. I enjoy it too much. It's like a hobby. Got to get them gains. It's, it's a hobby on steroids for me. Um, but you don't so, take them. No, I don't take steroids. No, I do not. <laughs> I can't afford it. And also my wife will kill me. Um, so yeah. So, so it's a, even though I make that a priority that I've noticed a difference in my uh, physical, my, uh, I want how do you phrase it? But my physique, not physique. Well, yes, that too, but, uh, just my, my, dad bod. 
my energy levels. There we go. I couldn't think of it. There you um, go. My energy levels. Like I, like when I'm interacting with the teens, I'm not as, I just don't have the energy mm-hmm. as I did before uh, when I didn't have the pounds that I have now. And so I've noticed a shift the last, really the last year when I've gained some of this weight. And uh, so your, your health, your physical health does affect your ability to do certain things in your ministry. Uh, it affects your energy levels. It affects your mood. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're in, if you are not taking yourself physically, it can actually uh, cause you to be more short, uh, depend, especially depending on your personality, which, which my personality, again, I, I'm, even though I'm introverted in nature, I'm very, um, I have a, a dominant personality. So I can easily get short when, I, when I'm ill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, you can ask my wife, it drives her nuts. Uh, we have had many fights over the years over this, uh, but my physical well-being, my energy level actually affects that. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. As, as you think people think that what, what, have, what has physical well-being and mental well-being? What has anything to do with leadership? It has a lot to do with, it, with your effectiveness and leadership. Um, if you're not ta- if you're not practicing a weekly Sabbath, a weekly day of absolute rest in other words don't do things that drain you uh like for me i, I listen to podcast i do i spend a longer time with god in the morning than i usually do i listen to podcast all day often on all day long and also i clean because my wife works 30 minutes away so i do a lot of the cleaning the cleaning doesn't doesn't drain me as long as i'm listening to a podcast you're a blessed man <laughs> um, well, i hate I'm, cleaning uh, so, so yes, yeah, so, so do things that don't drain you. If, if, it, if, if cl- something like cleaning drains you, don't do it. Do things that's going to fill up your cup. Um, also, make sure that's a day that's dedicated to really spending more time with God mm-hmm. and being alone, be alone with Him. And, and again, that, that's different between phases of life. When you have kids, uh, that may look a little different at times. Uh, for me, during the summers, because my, my, my wife is a teacher, so she's going to be home during the summers, so it's going to be a little bit different. Uh, on my, my quote-unquote Sabbath or day off, and I've already made plans and talked to my wife, is I got to at least spend half a day by myself alone somewhere. Because uh, that's how I feel up. I'm an introvert. And so I just, I'm going to get a fishing rod in the morning, spend a few hours alone. I'll listen to Jesus. Yes. <laughs> Uh, that's probably what I'll be doing in the mornings and half a day. But so, yeah, so, so those different aspects will affect you spiritually uh, and physically. And it, it does affect your leadership. And a, and a lot of the stuff that you just hit on, the, some of the more practical aspects, the the the, the physical fitness and the and the, the food uh, and and your mood and stuff. Not only does it have a benefit on just being a disciplined adult human being, <laughs> which mm-hmm. is a healthy thing to be, um, it also doesn't just affect your ability to be an effective Christian leader in the home or at church, but a lot of this also ties into your susceptibility to sin. Yeah. Uh, and one of the things that I've been learning over the over I've been since like I don't know 2008 I think uh, for the last 11 years I think I did my math right probably not um, that is not right. That is not right at all. 13 years. <laughs> 13. I was, uh, say, I was like, I think you're a little off there. 
Yeah, Matt, I clept out of math and because I'm a good guesser um, in college. But for, so I've been learning and just watching the reality of this happen is that if there are certain things that are true of your lifestyle, that's going to make you more susceptible to sin because those things tend to be a part of what triggers you towards sin. Uh, my first introduction to this was just one of my psychology classes when I went to college um, talking about um, you know, how to, how to be vigilant about avoiding sin in your life. And they use the acronym that I think they use in AA or celebrate recovery It's yeah. the acronym of halt. You know, if you're uh, feeling tempted to sin, you know, check to see it's H A L T hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. And if you're any of those four things, your defenses are down. And I can tell you, cause Ryan, you also, um, you're not the only one who's a fat pastor. Um, I have, I don't have a dad, but I have a father figure. Um, (laughs) but, uh, I can tell you because I'm overweight, um, other than the fact that I have health issues from it, um, and I don't have the energy that I want with the kids and even doing FCA work with the varsity soccer team here. Um, I, I have a much higher susceptibility to be more emotional and I'm, I'm an emotional eater. So that just spirals. Okay. You can imagine how that goes. You get upset. So you eat something, then you get mad because you ate something. So you eat something else. (laughs) And it just goes downhill from there. Um, If you get angry or if you're alone, I mean, being lonely as a Christian is dangerous. And that's one of Satan's favorite things to do is to isolate you because then he can get you to do whatever he wants. Um, And if you're tired, all of these things are affected by the disciplines that we have in our life, both spiritual and physical. Um, All of the practical little things that we've talked about, whether it's time in God's word, all the way to working out, all of these different little things um, add up to whether we are a disciplined leader, because we're leading somebody, whether you want to be a leader or not, someone's watching you, whether you want to be watched or not, somebody out there in the world is watching you and they're taking life cues from you and what you've chosen to be, do, and say. And so all of these different little aspects play into the kind of Christian and the kind of leader that you are. And it, it's not just being disciplined and making sure we're making the right choices to lead our families and ourselves, but it's also to avoid sin. Because if we get stuck in sin, we're not going to be effective leaders at all. And it can lead to what you talked about earlier, Ryan, which is ministry burnout or moral failure, which is a nice little euphemism we've slapped on the pastor sinned and we had to kick him out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, and so there's a lot of this that it's not just... Um, uh, practical discipline to succeed, but it's also maintenance work to avoid failure. If that makes sense. No, I agree. And, um, going back to just briefly talk about the, um, the physical discipline of being, of your physical well-being. uh, part of the, and I'm, I'm speaking to myself when I say this. So those of you are listening, just know that I'm speaking directly to myself. Mm-hmm. It's a form of laziness in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. If, uh, and, and again, people may be listening to it, listen to this and not agree with it. And that, that's fine. But if you're, if you're not willing, if being lazy enough to want to get up on the couch, you don't want to get off the couch and stop playing your video games and stop eating your potato chips and you don't want to get up Drinking and actually, Red Bull. <laughs> yeah. And, and, <laughs> if, and you don't want to get, get up, just, just do something, do something active. Um, a lot of it has to do with it was just being the fact that a lot of it has to do with lazy, and and that is to myself. But like one thing that I struggle with, and and from a from a physical well being is um, is cardio. I hate cardio. 
paid anything to do with cardio. And early. And, and, and even sometimes and I've been convicted about this too. And my wife had to get on me is that I'm not taking my kids outside enough. And a lot of it has to do with, I don't want to get out of the house. <laughs> sometimes mm-hmm. I, I'm just comfortable sitting on the couch, laying down, working all day. Oh, but it's, it's, it's also just, it's a form of laziness. It can be at least a form of laziness. Um, again, all, all those aspects from your physical well-being, mental, spiritual well-being, all of these affect your, your ability of leading and how you lead. But I would have to say the most important thing that we've talked about, David, overall is specifically your, your uh, spiritual leadership, your spiritual well-being, um, of how you're spending, if you're prioritizing your time with God and making that a priority in your life. I, I just, I have a hard time um, really believing at, that you can be effective in leadership at all if that is not number one a priority. Yeah, well, it, dicta- it tells everybody else who you're worshiping. Exactly. If you're, if you're going to be a leader in the church, then you have to be a worshiper of Jesus. And our nature as human beings without the regeneration of the Holy Spirit is to worship ourselves or to worship something else, which eventually comes back to ourselves. And, and so the disciplines that we're talking about, physical, spiritual, all of that, that lets everybody else know who you're worshiping. And because someone's watching you, they're probably going to end up being influenced to worship the same thing you are. Which means if you're worshiping Jesus, that's good. Uh, if you're worshiping yourself, then they're going to end up worshiping, them, worshiping themselves as well. So hopefully uh, this was an encouragement for you all that there, there is hope. I think the biggest reason is because Ryan and I both have not given up yet, even though we are clearly flawed. <laughs> and, um, but, but we're not going to stop because we do have the Holy Spirit dwelling within us and we do have the power to overcome sin and to succeed in what God has called us to do because he's not going to call us to do something and then say, good luck later. Um, <laughs> so hopefully this is encouraging for you. Uh, don't give up. Uh, we would love to hear from you guys. Um, about what uh, what you're doing to lead yourself. Um, so if you've been a longtime listener, thank you. Uh, and new listeners, welcome. We're glad to have you. Uh, we would love to get a review from you on Apple Podcasts, whether it's a star review or a, a word review as well, just to let, it, let us know that we're being helpful and encouragement to you. Um, if you could do that, that'd be fantastic. It also allows us to keep our content near the top of the search results so that people can find solid content. Uh, especially when we when we have a chance to interview some pretty rock star guests. Um, and in our Facebook group, the Youth and Culture Facebook group, we'd love to hear how you guys are uh, putting into practice some of these leadership principles. We'd love to hear from you on, on things that you may be struggling with or, or something that you would like to hear us talk about here on the podcast. Uh, that would be absolutely fantastic to hear from you guys. Well, guys, stay tuned for our next episode. <laughs>